are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Marcus Mosher and Kate Madjuke. Welcome into the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. I am your host, Kate, and you can follow me on Twitter at FFBallBlast. Of course, as always, I'm joined by Marcus Mosher. Follow him on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. Be sure to hit that subscribe button. Leave those five-star reviews wherever you listen to your podcast. And go ahead and give the show a follow at Locked On Dynasty. What is up, everybody? It is one week till the draft. <laughs> We're so getting, excited. Yeah, we're, I mean, I'm excited. It just feels like this has been dragging forever, right? And we, we'd still, it's unbelievable that it's still a week away, and uh, I'm getting tired. <laughs> I'm getting tired, but I do, I, I do love something about this magical time of the year yeah, where yeah. everything is possible. It, the world is our oyster, and, uh, like, nobody can take away our pre-draft takes right and yes but then they're all snatched away from us when (laughs) inevitably all of these gms in the nfl ruin our mock drafts they they Mm -hmm. we're about to get the the life shaken out of us and you know what i i do there's something about that just before anything actually happens just i love getting to speculate and that that will come to an end but you know what that's okay we'll have more football to talk about um, how are you going to spend draft night? Do you have any ideas yet? Oh yeah, we all we have a big party. I actually have a uh, a draft board of my house that's ten by ten with like little magnets for every single player that I move up and down my board. It, it's listen, I, I know how nerdy this sounds to non football people, but the draft to be is a like, fly on that wall, it, man. The, the draft is like Christmas Day. Actually, it's even better because we get really cool toys that we get to enjoy for the next what five ten years. Uh, yeah. I'm really excited. I love it. I love it. Love it. Uh, I think next week on on the day of the draft, we should maybe do like a draft of our favorite draft night foods or Ooh, something fun go. like yes, that. Yes, yes. I, I think like that would be a good time. Um, but before we we get into all of that, today's show, we want to talk a little bit about um, some of those those players falling outside of round one in the rookie drafts that we are about to all be just hammering into mm-hmm. uh, I love that that post draft rush where it's like as soon as draft weekend completes there's the race in all of your dynasty leagues just to to get those rookie drafts done before you even really have a chance to react to any of it it's so fun but let's talk about some of those guys that aren't the obvious picks like mm-hmm. you know Najee Harris oh, we know he's going on round one uh, Trevor Lawrence, round one. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I hope so. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's talk about some of these guys falling outside of round one in Dynasty League football. Why don't you? Why don't you take us off uh, and and give us your first later round guy uh, that you want to talk about and and prep our listeners for ahead of the draft. I mean, I feel like it's uh, an obligation for me now to mention Trey Sermon. You guys that have been listening to this podcast, you know, every time that we post one, you know how much I love Trey Sermon. Uh, Kate, I'm not convinced, and I'm fine saying this, I'm not convinced that Trey Sermon isn't the best running back in this class. Uh, I love where he's going in rookie drafts right now, end of the second round, top of the third round. I think he's somebody in the actual NFL draft will probably go on day two, and it wouldn't surprise me if he goes to a team that maybe already has an established running back. Like, I could certainly see him going to, like, the Saints and being the 1B to Alvin Kamara's 1A. 
Or I could see him going to the Texans and all of a sudden becoming the number one running back there as well. So uh, I just love Trey Sermon. I love his contact balance. At the end of the la- you know end of the season, we saw him post a, just a monster game against Northwestern. Uh, he was really good in the in the uh, semifinal game against Clemson. Uh, I think this is an ascending player who we've now seen be productive at two different schools at Oklahoma and at uh, at Ohio State. I, I love him. I think he projects as an every down back, and I would not be surprised if he is a low-end RB1, high-end RB2 sooner rather than later. I really like that. Uh, and, you know, interestingly, bring up, you know, the Saints' landing spot, I think everybody would uh, just absolutely lose their mind, and that would be a great time to buy Trey Sermon if he actually did end up with a team like the Saints. I mean, let's remember that Alvin Kamara, fantastic running back, never has exceeded 1,000 rushing yards, never has had more than 194 carries in a season. Mm-hmm. That seems absolutely bonkers if uh, we're, we're just looking back. He's so involved as a receiver that, uh, you know, I, I think sometimes we forget that, like, that, that play on maybe first and second down, that – could be a very interesting window to insert a, a guy that could uh, yeah, be more of a bruiser. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. like I, I think that would be a great spot for well, for Sermon, and I think that would be a great spot. Uh, you know, in in terms of his value, I think it would just mm-hmm. plummet, and I would buy, buy, buy. Yeah, so I actually think Sermon is one of these guys that has so many different suitors, and I'm this is why I'm really curious to see where he goes because. Kate, couldn't you see him being like a third round pick by the Chargers and being the you know the lead back there with Austin Eckler kind of doing everything else? Like I think that would that would make a lot of sense. I think Miami in the second or third round would make a lot of sense as well. I just think there's so many good landing spots, and if you put them on the right offense, I think this is somebody who can get 15, 16 touches a game and just be productive for us from a fantasy perspective. Yeah, I, I think there's definitely a lot of different different areas that we could just slot him in and he could be instantly productive. I think he doesn't need, uh, you know, a lot of time, I don't think, in order to, to gain a, uh, a nice sturdy, even if it's not a full-time role as a starter. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think he needs a lot of polishing. I think he's, he's good enough as a receiver. Um, I, I just think he has a diverse enough skill set. I'm going to talk about Chuba Hubbard, my <laughs> other favorite. Like every every time I'm in a rookie mock draft and I'm in the mid to late second, these are the two guys that I'm just struggling to decide between. I love Chuba and I don't know what to do. <laughs> I don't know what to do about it. Mm. Uh, you know, two uh, nearly 2100 rushing yards in his sophomore season at Oklahoma State and Yet he is written off so quickly. All of his, uh, you know, maybe advanced metrics compare right on pace with all of these dynasty running backs that are in like the top twelve dynasty rankings. Yeah. Like yeah. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, J.K. Dobbins. I like. I, I don't think he's as prolific a receiver, but I do think that. Gosh, we are so so discounting the the production that he had as a sophomore because of his injury riddled season in 2020 it was a big mistake and that mm-hmm. that really uh, that screwed up everything for him except maybe his uh true value in dynasty leagues because i do think he's one of these guys that could be 
um, you know, a, a workhorse running back in the right system. I think, uh, you know, if if the Steelers, as a Steelers fan, if they did pass up on Najee and, uh, you know, maybe went like offensive tackle, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in the first round or second round and they're waiting for a third round value, I think Chuba would be so, uh, so fun, so exciting to watch. I just think that we're uh, I, I don't I don't know why we're being so tough on um you know, Chuba, and then look at a, a guy like Rashad Bateman, who also had a, a really yeah. yep. rough Fair. 2020, and we're, we're able to write that off. I, I don't get that. Yeah, I, I do like Chuba coming in at 210 pounds at his pro day, because I think now he's not going to be cast as just a complimentary back or just a passing down back or something like that. I think he, you know, in the right situation, he's probably going to start off as an RB2 somewhere for a team, right? As a, you know, as a backup, but we know he can create big plays. If he can cut back on the fumbles, I I, I agree. I think that's somebody that has a lot of value right now in rookie drafts. Kate, you're seeing him go, oh, I don't know, middle of the second round. And actually, it's it's gone up a little bit. But I think the landing spot, if he doesn't go in the first, let's say, two days of the draft, it ends up as a fourth-round pick, fifth-round pick, he's going to be an incredible value. All right, let's take a quick break. I want to hear about Rock Auto, and then we are going to get back into some values in 2021 Dynasty Rookie Drafts. We'll be right yep. back. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts to customers online for 20 years. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The RockAuto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand, specifications, and prices that you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low, and they're the same for professionals or do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Locked On in the How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com today. All right, welcome back into the show, everybody. I am ready to talk some more rookies. Uh, Marcus, we've talked about Trey Sermon and Chuba Hubbard, two of our favorite uh, later values in the second round of our Dynasty rookie drafts. Give me another one. Yeah, I'm going to talk about a receiver that I really, really like. Uh, it's Elijah Moore, who's currently going just outside of the first round in, in rookie drafts. So I'm cheating a little bit here. I, I just I don't see the flaw in his game, Kate. He was he actually averaged more receiving yards per game than Devontae Smith last season, who went on to win you know the Heisman Trophy. He ended up having a pretty good season. I've heard uh, of that Eli- guy. Yeah. I've heard of that Devonta Smith guy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not bad. Uh, and Elijah Moore <laughs> was better. The only difference was that his Ole Miss team wasn't as good and didn't get to play as many games. But uh, Elijah Moore is incredibly talented. We saw how athletic he was at his pro day, running in the four threes. Very, very explosive. And I think he's one of these players, Kate that's likely to go in the late first round, early second round. And I just think there's so many landing spots that make sense for him uh, where he can be in a role to have instant value. And I think the ideal situation, and we've heard that they like him, is the Green Bay Packers, right? If he's the slot receiver for Aaron Rodgers, 
I think he's going to have a ton of value. I've compared him to like peak Randall Cobb. I, I think I think that's what he can do right away. I also think you know the Saints could use somebody like him after you you know losing Emmanuel Sanders in free agency. Wouldn't even shock me if Tampa Bay you know just continued to add uh, weapons. Uh, Cleveland has been reportedly interested in him. I just think this is a the, the, the best kind of slot receiver, somebody who can make plays down the field, can make plays after the catch, you can use him in the backfield. I have more faith in him than just about any receiver after after the top three. I love Elijah Moore. I I can't say that I disagree with you. I like Pete Randall Cobb, great, great comp there, but like the stickiest hands that mm-hmm. you'll ever see in your entire it literally as if uh, he he dips his his hands in super glue ahead of every single game. I love it. I love I love Elijah Moore. There's nothing to hate about his game. Uh, reminiscent almost of uh, like just the way that he moves and and the way that he makes plays that just seem a little bit bigger than his his overall frame. Like almost reminiscent of Antonio Brown for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. That's I mean honestly that's that's a fair comp, and I know it's a high comp, but. When you watch him play, it's very, very similar. Yeah, I, I don't want to, like, I'm, I'm not etching that into cement <laughs> there. Uh, don't hold me to that. But, um, but some of these some of these players, uh, they, they are worthy of uh, just, you know, big, big names. I like Elijah Moore a lot, and I think okay, he's really, one of the safer options of this rookie class. Really quickly, would you rather take Jalen Waddle with a 7th or 8th pick in a rookie draft or Elijah Moore with a 13th or 14th pick? I'll take Elijah Moore. Yeah, uh, that's that's what I'm saying. I, I feel like they're very similar players. The only difference is Elijah Moore is younger, healthier, and more productive coming out of college. Whew. I like that. I, I mean, Elijah Moore, he's my wide receiver, too, in this class. So I Ooh, I love it. Love it. I, I fully agree. I just think the the wide receivers going ahead, they all have questions. Mm-hmm. Um, Elijah Moore is is the guy that has the productivity for me, but he also he's erased a lot of question marks. He doesn't have um, you know, he's a, a smaller wide receiver, but he doesn't have necessarily size concerns uh, like a a Devonta Smith um, you know Jalen Waddell obviously like big time injury and hopefully he's uh, continuing on the right pace for rehab but um, that that really derailed his season I I just think that when we're looking at what kind of question marks Elijah Moore has it I can't come up with many no and I'll, I'll even say this when he was a freshman at Ole Miss he was able to get on the field despite playing with DK Metcalf and AJ Brown and Demarcus Lodge and Dawson Knox and still had 400 yards. So this is somebody who has just been incredibly productive anytime that he's played. Uh, I absolutely love him. I just think he's phenomenal. All right. I want to go like deep. And this is a guy that as I, as I continue to uh, uh, like scroll down the rookie paths, uh, we've talked about him before. We did his profile uh, not not too, too long ago. But the more I'm getting along in the, the pre-draft process, I'm wondering if this guy could be one of the uh, highest upside rookie spots, uh, depending on landing spot, obviously, and uh, coaching staff. Why aren't we talking enough about Tamari Terry as like a, a high upside, really low floor 
kind of pick. I, I feel like he's fallen out of the conversation entirely. He's going behind Tutu Atwell That's in, in terms of ADP. I think um, there are lots of question marks as to, I think, what he can really actually do at the NFL level. Um, but he's got size. He's got speed. Mm-hmm inconsistencies I would say is like a a concern and obviously you know we heard some weird things coming out of Florida State which I don't I don't know a ton about uh those those concerns um Mm -hmm. but the the way he closed out his season there it wasn't that uh Tamari and Terry opted out of the rest of the season it was Tamari and Terry is no longer with Florida State it was like a really weird and you know what those nuances are like you have to read into those things but I do think he's got, uh, out of all these wide receivers that we're looking at late in these rookie drafts, he's intriguing because he does have size. He has speed. um, He's got, you know, definitely the the wingspan to make plays. Doesn't always do it. But if he's paired up with a a good coach that can work with him and develop him and, um, you know, just – hone in on some of that athletic ability I think he could be a really dangerous high upside weapon I I would agree I think he's this year's Donovan Peoples Jones who went in the sixth round of the Browns who I mean didn't have a ton of fantasy value as a rookie but somebody that got on the field and made some plays I actually think Terry might be a better prospect and Kate, these are the type of guys that you want to be drafting outside the top what 25 picks in your rookie draft guys that are you know, big time recruits that have the size, athleticism, and some of the production in the past, but for one reason or another, it just didn't work out in college. Terry is somebody who, as a freshman at Florida State, had almost 800 yards receiving and eight touchdowns. As a sophomore, we just saw a monster, monster season, 1,200 yards in 13 games and nine touchdowns. Uh, just an incredible deep threat in his career, averaging just under 19 yards per reception. I think this is a fantastic call. I think he's somebody who's going to go early on day three in the NFL draft because there's just not many guys out there that are six foot two, two or excuse me, six foot three, two hundred and ten pounds and running the low four fours. I think that's a fantastic call by you. Yeah, I think it's just one of those. I mean, that's what we're at this point in your rookie drafts. That's your goal, right? Is to find that diamond in the rough. Um, kind of like a, a Tyler Johnson type. Yeah, I, exactly. He's a guy that I still think people need to be um, seeking out on on their dynasty rosters before before it's too late. Mm-hmm. Uh, before we see Chris Godwin uh, formally depart, if he does, um, all of these all of these different options. Let's take another quick break, and I want to hear about Bet Online AG. Bet online. It's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA, MLB, and NHL are all in full swing. Bet online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV with real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus. On your first deposit, all you have to do is use the promo code Locked On. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Welcome back into the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast, Marcus. Let's let's close this puppy out. I want to I want to hear one more uh, sleeper before we go. 
Yeah, for me, and I actually told you this pre-show, I think it's Nico Collins who is this year's Chase Claypool because uh, Ooh, last that year... That is yeah. so... Like, talk about spicy. I'm calling <laughs> Elijah Moore, uh, Antonio, Antonio Brown, Brown. But, yeah. oh, my... This one is, is truly spicy. Yeah, so Nico is, again, he's a freak athlete, much like Chase Claypool. Six foot four, 215 pounds, ran a 4-4-2 40-yard dash. But that wasn't even the most impressive part of his workout. He had a six seven eight three cone, which is typically reserved for like smaller slot receivers like Elijah Moore and Rondale Moore. Uh, that's just an absolute insane time. He had a thirty eight inch vertical, uh, pretty good shuttle run as well. Just a, an incredible athlete who was in an offense that didn't really utilize his skill set. Well, we saw again. I'm going to mention Donovan Peoples Jones last year. These are two receivers that were incredibly talented, five-star recruits, but the quarterback play was so bad at Michigan that they really couldn't utilize uh, his skill set. We saw Nico Collins go to the Senior Bowl, and I thought looked really, really good. He caught everything. He was more explosive out of his breaks than what I anticipated. He's going to take a little bit of time to be to to be more refined. I think he needs to be more consistent. He opted out of the 2020 season, so there might be a little bit of rust there. But in terms of traits and the per, you know the profile and uh, the 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 big recruit, I absolutely love Nico. You can get him pretty late in your rookie drafts right now. Like I believe he's going uh, after the first three rounds. Uh, I I just think. I think he's a really, really good value. Uh, pick, sorry, pick 33 right now. So into the third round, I think that's a fantastic value right next to Tutu Atwell. I love it. And, I mean, Tutu Atwell, a guy, uh, what did he formally weigh in at at the Indy One, Medical Combine? 149, yeah. Ooh, and that, like, give me the guy with, with a little bit more size. Um, Tutu Atwell, you can like him as a prospect, but just from a uh, – but historical standpoint yeah, if we're gonna sit yeah. here and worry about devonta smith uh tutu atwell has to be off your draft board entirely give me that uh extra uh, give, me, give me somebody else with a little bit more oomph and uh, who at least has the size to get it done if you can find that right coach that just you know gets gets the job done and and can properly develop a wide receiver i love what, it like 75 80 pound difference there between Tutu Atwell and Nico Collins and here's the thing they both ran about the same 40 time and they had about the same three cone which is absolutely insane that's bonkers um yeah Tutu Atwell is officially the size of my left leg um (laughs) per per last measurement per my left leg measurement at the Indy Medical Combine (laughs) that it is accurate yeah I think I was like 149 in like grade school so (laughs) yeah I I, that's that's what I'm feeling so I I think uh I, I really like the pick Nico Collins um, everybody, let us know what your favorite sleepers are in these this uh, dynasty draft season. Um, who are you taking in the second, third, and fourth rounds of your dynasty drafts? Let us know at Locked On Dynasty. Again, I'm your host Kate. You can follow me on Twitter at ffballblast, and of course, follow Marcus at Marcus underscore Mosier. We will see you guys on Monday for some draft week content.